Before I get started on today's episode, I want to let you know that my workshop, the Flow Workshop for Female Entrepreneurs, is tomorrow, August 5th. So if you want to sign up for that, you need to go to RebeccaTurbo.com forward slash flow. That's forward slash F-L-O-W. And this is for you if you're ready to be visible and be more visible in your work, in the world. This is what I use human design as a tool for with business owners. So we are going to look at several placements in your chart. It's a really fun workshop where it's actually practical things that you can use in your business when you're done with that workshop. So once again, just go sign up. You will have access to a recording. If you can't be there live, that is fine too. So I'm super excited to be offering this workshop again. I got really great feedback last time I held it. All right, so today I'm talking with my friend, Karen Aquinas. So let's get started. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. Karen Aquinas is an internationally certified EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, Tapping Master Practitioner and Energist. She supports clients in the areas of anxiety, low self-esteem, limiting beliefs, stress, and trauma. As a result of working with Karen, clients leave their issues behind and step into a more empowered way of living while experiencing more ease in life and success in business. Welcome, Karen. I'm so excited that you're here today. Hi, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Yay. So before we get started, I always love to let our audience know how we're connected. So how do you remember that we connected? Well, I think it was either through or both uh, Jackie Johnstone's human design course and or possibly um, Karen Gillen's Lead Your Profit course. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember meeting you and Jackie's group and I met Jackie through Karen. So it's kind of a circle, right? Like I was in Karen was my first business coach. And um, she introduced us to Jackie. And we started out learning about human design through Jackie. And then I hopped into her group. And I, you might have been there when I hopped in, I don't know, but that was super fun. Yeah, that was a fun course. A lot of good information there. Learning about our designs. And so we're going to talk about human design and our designs and all the fun stuff later. But first, before we do that, so the reason I was drawn to you too, is that you are an emotional freedom technique master practitioner. Yes. And after my son died in 2012, that was the first coach I hired was an EFT coach. I was told by a nutrition coach to go hire. You know how we always think we're going to solve all of our problems by losing weight. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so I was like, oh, I must because I was in this deep grief, I'm I'll feel better if I go lose weight, right? Like, I don't know why that's the solution to everything. But um, I went and I tried to hire a Uh, nutritional coach. And he, it was a he and he said, you need to, he heard my story, my traumatic, right? The grief of the trauma of losing a child. He's like, no, 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 no. There's no losing weight until you actually get to the cellular problem where the grief is. Isn't that interesting? Good for him though. That's what's Yes. That's when I found out about EFT. So that was back in like 2014 ish, probably. 
And so I hired a tapping coach and it was super amazing. So can you explain, because I'm sure a lot of my audience or some probably doesn't know what that is. Like what is EFT and what, what do you, yeah, what is it about? Well, the way I like to explain it is if you can be on board with the idea that we have an energy body and think it's actually called the primovascular system. If you think of that as a river flowing from your head to your feet, when we're born for most of us, that river is flowing along pretty nicely. And then we begin to live our lives. And as we go along about our lives, things happen. Unsettling things happen. Sometimes embarrassing things happen. Sometimes there's trauma. Sometimes there's we trip and fall down or it's different things. But all of those things are like rocks and boulders and logs falling into this river. And then the river being energy, you know, it doesn't flow as well. When we get a lot of debris and congestion in that flow of energy, we begin to experience physical and emotional pain. With tapping, what we do is we tap on the end meridian points of those meridian energy energy lines in the body. And as we do that, we focus on a boulder, for example, and we're tapping and we're thinking about the boulder and approaching it from different angles. And pretty soon the boulder disappears. And we know from longitudinal studies now that that boulder doesn't come back. When we get rid of the debris in the river, of course, there's a better flow. So our energy flows better. Our energetic vibration goes up and we feel better. Once sometimes we'll tap on a boulder and it'll go away and we'll see, oh my gosh, I didn't even know all these pebbles were down here. And so we take care of those. Sometimes we tap on something and it turns out to be like a log with a bunch of stuff cut up behind it and like a dam, it bursts and the whole stuff goes and we feel huge release. We're able to move up into a better feeling place. Many people see tapping as an opportunity to get rid of what doesn't feel good in their lives, the baggage that they carry around. And it is, and it's great. And we can get to that place where it's gone. Many people don't realize that we can use tapping to then move up into a better feeling place, not just get to neutral where stuff is gone, but move up into emotion, peace, joy, wisdom, motivation, confidence. And so those are some of the things I really enjoy doing in my business. Once we get rid of the debris and what doesn't feel good, we can use tapping to energize our system to tune into the vibration. If you're familiar with law of attraction, you understand that we move into the vibration of that which we desire in order to manifest in our lives. Yeah. So getting to a higher energy level, mm-hmm, right? Because yeah. there's that scale. I learned that from Abraham Hicks. And mm-hmm. did you learn yeah. that too? The scale of emotional energy, you know, the higher, the higher vibration you're at, then you can attract those things, right? Right. So yeah. That yeah. Is super. So how did, I'm just curious as you're talking, of course, my curiosity is peaked. Like, how did you come into EFT yourself or why did you want to use it in your business? I actually hadn't had, I didn't have a business yet. I would, um, I was coming out of a career in education and I was completely depleted because I was also coming out of a difficult marriage and I was sitting on the couch without even enough energy to walk around the block. And I was studying Reiki and things like that. So I was on somebody's list somewhere and the invitation, the invitation (laughs) to the, uh, yeah. Yeah. The Tapping World Summit in 2010 came into my inbox. And so I attended that and sitting on my couch, tapping along, thinking, what on earth is this going to do? Is this going to hell? Would this make any difference at all? After four and a half years of trying to figure out what was wrong with me and being misdiagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and all sorts of things, in two weeks, I recovered my emotional and physical health with tapping. And so at that point, I couldn't shut up about it. I was telling my friends and family they were having success. I didn't even know what I was 
was doing. And um, I landed in a training program. And before I knew it, I was a trainer and opening my own business. That's amazing. I love how I feel like if we would just follow the signals and the clues that show up in our life as to, hey, here's a path for you to follow. Like so many people, Mm -hmm. I feel like shut that down, but you actually followed it. You're like, like, hey, this could be some, yeah. And I didn't know where it was going to go. And the thought of me having a business, it was just actually just a few couple, I've been doing this for 10 years now. And it was 10 years ago that I started taking clients on, but the thought of me being a business owner and really being in business didn't even come into play really until a couple of years ago when I owned that I'm not actually unemployed. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually huge. It was a huge aha. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sustaining me and it's supporting me. That's awesome. That's amazing. And that thing that we kind of laughed about in the middle there about the invitation, Karen is a projector. So Mm -hmm. that's like such a a key word for projectors, right? Is receiving the invitation. So it sounds like then, but but like you responded to the invitation, you're like, I have the energy for this. Like, that's so important mm-hmm. for projectors. Invitations come along. Do you have the energy for the invitation? And at that point, you did, obviously, right? You had the curiosity about it and the, you were, you, it had worked for you. So you had right. some passion for it already. Yeah. So it wasn't like, it wasn't the wrong invitation. Let's just say that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You jumped into I- it and it, yeah, it's done well. Yeah. As I look back over my life and the invitations that have come my way, I did do for a long time. I did the thing that's all in my chart about how I will go ahead and be the one who says yes, even when I shouldn't. But I learned that early on my thirties or so. So we're not doing that anymore. And, um, but I see where, when I did act based on an invitation, things went much better than when I put my best foot forward and say, Hey, you know, let's do this. You know, no, it's like, who are you? Like when you tried to initiate something instead exactly. of, yeah, it didn't work as well as when I, and, and I could be invited and then become the leader easily, but the invitation had to come first. Exactly. That's so interesting. And it's so good to know. And I think the thing about projectors is like jumping into the wrong invitations because they're afraid there aren't going to be any invitations. <laughs> Right. So it's like, as soon as someone invites me, I better jump on it because, you know, there's this weird thing with projectors of trying to figure out what that means. What does that invitation thing mean? You know? Right. Um, And I did that for a while in my business. People say, oh, would you do a workshop on this? Would you do a workshop or a class on that? And I would. And there wouldn't be a big turnout and the people who asked me to do it wouldn't even be there. And so then I learned pretty quickly to do yeah. what lights me up to exactly. do where I get the energy. So um, yes. it's been a lot of fun to play around with that and to just observe how that plays into my life. Yeah. And to notice that because you can so easily burn yourself out, right? Yes. As, oh, as yeah. a, especially yeah. as a projector, like just burning yourself out by answering the call to all these invitations, mm-hmm. which were entered into incorrectly. As you're telling us, that's what it is. It's incorrect, incorrect energy. So I just had to bring that forth. But, um, but I read something that you sent me about your, what you came to believe is that you just wanted to find this path to happiness. And it had nothing to do with finding purpose or like, is that something to do with the same story you just shared with us about how you came to this business? Or what was that about? Like that core belief? It kind of, it kind of really is. 
because of the circles I'm in, there's a lot of, about find your purpose. You won't be happy until you find your purpose. And, and I just wasn't going to get on board with that. And I don't know if that's because my design is that I never have a hundred percent yes or no. I'm, um, you know, it's never going to be a, a for sure or, or what that's about. But there was a day that came and I realized that happiness could be my hobby. And there was nothing wrong with that. And as I played around with that and I made what I did in my spare time doing things that created happiness in my life, I decided that why does there have to be more of a purpose in life than to just enjoy it? Here we are having this incredible human experience. Let's let's do that and let's have sex. Let's exercise. Let's go to the beach and play in the sand. Let's have babies or not. And all of the things, you know, and enjoy it. It, It's, you know, every moment is our life. So in each moment, let's feel as good as we can. Yeah. Like what if our, I see what you're saying. It could be like, what if our purpose is just to be and to live and experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, does it have to be this real like serious thing where we have to work really hard yeah, some profound achieve. thing yeah. yeah well what you find yeah. is and what i found is that when we work from a place of happiness everything falls under that umbrella we find that we are showing up each day with a purpose with on purpose doing something that feels good when we go to bed at night we're thinking yeah i have a, i have accomplished something today and this feels good yeah. and of course when we do that from a place of love and happiness it's good for everyone and whether it's defined as our quote unquote purpose or not uh, we often find that just simply allowing ourselves to move into that place of happiness and joy then anything that we can contribute to the world takes place and everything we need to do that shows up. Yeah. Do you take this? Is this part of what you help your clients with too, is just to kind of find some way to be happy or find. Yeah, absolutely. They come to me with some rocks and boulders. Some people have been focusing on these rocks and boulders for decades in talk therapy or other locations. And yeah, so we get, first we get rid of the rocks and boulders. Then we look at how we can, live as an energy being in the world and really have fun and enjoy life. You know, having that higher vibration living there doesn't necessarily mean a giddy, enthusiastic persona all the time. It's also a very peaceful, calm place where you know deep in your bones that everything's going to be okay. And even if it's not right now, it will be. And that's a powerful place to show up in the world from because you bring that energy to the table wherever you go and people feel that and they take comfort in that. And I think that that too is a great gift to the world. Yeah. And being both of us have this emotional energy, right? This emotional wave. I think I was looking at your chart. I think you have the individual wave also, right? The highs, highs and lows, the highs and lows. (laughs) And what I recognized in my version of happiness is like, you know what? Life has a 50-50 balance. Like there are sometimes when you're just whatever is happening, you're allowed to express your emotion about that, right? It's not like our goal is to be at this high vibrational energy all the time, because it's almost like kind of impossible, really, like, to be it would almost be false for me to be like, hey, you know, I'm happy today. Yay. Oh, yeah, sure. Right, right no matter sure. what's going on. But to be like you're saying to accept that you know what life does have the ups and downs. But in the background, I know that this even this feeling of down doesn't last forever. Like today, I'm just feeling a little low. Well, that's okay. Tomorrow, I'm not going to feel low. 
I like I have this emotional wave, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And Mm -hmm. so just even feeling peaceful about that, that life is an emotional journey. There's the ups, the highs, the lows. And when we want to create more, we know we can have tools, right, to get ourselves into a different emotional state. And there's nothing wrong with the sadness, Uh, right? Sadness is part of life. Sure. I mean, I had to learn that after my son died, like, wait, we are allowed to grieve, right? We're allowed to grieve parts of life when they don't go and we have expectations. They don't go the way they're supposed to, whatever. It's okay. <laughs> that's just of, a normal part of life. Yeah. 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 Everything we feel is absolutely valid. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they think, oh, I shouldn't be angry or I shouldn't be frustrated. Exactly. I shouldn't be sad. And it's all just energy. It and is. if we yeah. can move that then we can raise our vibration. The idea of the emotional wave with human design, for me, it's, it's, a, it's more of a physical energy. I get a low on the energy thing. But, and sometimes I have my most deep and profound insights when I'm in that lower part of the wave, especially since I've learned more about honoring that, just taking the space for that, letting that be. Um, I don't find myself there very often anymore. But yeah. um, yeah, it's an interesting thing to let us be who we are. And I think that's what a lot of people who when they are introduced in human design, it's one of the first things they said, oh my gosh, I have permission to be me. <laughs> yeah. and that's such a valuable thing to allow ourselves to do what works best for us. It really is. And I love that what you said, like just allowing when you said, because I feel like the reason sometimes we're in a low, it's like a signal to us that, hey, maybe you need to nurture yourself today. Or maybe take some time to yourself. Like I take it a couple times a month. I have this low and I'm like, you know what? Today I'm nurturing myself more. It's just, it's a signal to me. Like, why can't we have a balance of being alone in our own space, Mm -hmm. telling the people around us, Hey, by the way, I think it's a good day for me to like spend some time by myself or whatever. Right. Um, For me being a manifesting generator, informing the people around me is super important. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. And just, hey, I'm spending some time by myself. And you're right. Like, it is a good time to, I think of it as that menstrual phase of your period where it's sure. like, it's a great time for rest, for restoration, for reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Reflecting. That's what, that's what this low yeah. energy is for. It's and, a wonderful, wonderful to be yeah. able to say, I'm going to walk away from my desk. And it's wonderful yeah. to be able to trust that because you know, when you walk away from your desk in a low, that when you come back, you're going to get so much more done from a much better place. It's going to be much better yeah. work um, because you walked away and honored the, the low part of the wave. Exactly. And what I noticed is when I try to create in my business or I try to um, get stuff done <laughs> when I'm in the low, what is the point? It's like, you might, you could spend eight hours on something that literally could take you an hour or half an hour if you were in the high of your emotional wave. So exactly. I have totally learned this lesson. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, like, it's like knocking your head against the wall. Like what is going on? I can't figure this out. Right. It's just so funny. And I'm it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this, this is what I try to teach my, I'm like, okay, guys, you don't have to be like I was where I was just, you know, and this is what it is about this normal work success formula, work 40 hours, eight to five every day, you know, work the same schedule Monday through Friday. No, actually, no, 
<laughs> yes. I don't think for very, for very many people, that's a good fit. No, it's not. We all have our own way of working. We have better times energetically. And that's kind of what human design teaches us. How do you use your energy efficiently? How do you mm-hmm. schedule your time? And I just, so I love that since 50% of the population has an emotional wave, learn wow. about your emotional wave, <laughs> you know, and then honor have it. it. Yes. Yeah. And, and honor that emotional wave. If you don't have the emotional wave, you have other ways to look at what energy is defined and how your schedule would work and all of that. And so, yeah, I love that. So this is so fun to talk about. <laughs> we just get go off on a tangent over there again, talking about my emotional wave. Here we are. But really I love, because of the tapping, I just thought, the emotional stuff kind of comes in emotional freedom technique. Yeah. It's all like emotions. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so what, like, what would you tell people if they were wanting to find out about tapping? Like how, is there a way that they could get into your world somehow or find out where you are? There are a lot of resources for tapping right now. I encourage people to make sure they're following reputable resources. If you want to find out about tapping from me, I offer at least weekly a free opportunity for people to jump online in a group setting, learn how to tap, experience tapping, ask any questions they want to ask. And I think I gave you a link for that. Yes, I'll put the link. Yeah. Just for general well-being. There's also topic-focused things on how to grow and build your business. Lots of opportunities there just for absolutely free. No donation requests, nothing. Uh, um, and I've been doing this for years. We're up to um, 20 countries, people popping in from 20 different countries to do this. Wow. And it's a, great, it's a good time. And sometimes um, it's a serious time. It's an opportunity to seriously find out how moving your energy can impact your life and your world. Yeah. And so we'll tap on anything people want to tap on. So in these groups, I, cause I know you have it like once a week, right? Do you have a free tapping group? Is it once a week or is it once at a month? least once a week? Yeah. When once COVID hit, okay. I did it every other day because oh, wow. I knew people were stressed out and tapping yeah. is an excellent stress relief tool. Well, yeah, so I'm down to once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as a projector, I'm like, ooh, that every other day thing sounds like a lot of work. But (laughs) no, but I mean, in this once a week thing, so does it help? I'm just asking a general question for anybody who might wonder if they're not actually the one who asks a question or wants to tap on something, does it help them even just to come and watch the tapping or try to participate without saying anything or without asking, right? A certain. I love that you asked that. I love yeah. that you that. There's actually uh, several research studies out about that. There's something called borrower's benefits mm. that show that even if you're just tapping along on other people's issues. So, for example, maybe there's a person who does not reproduce children in the group and we're tapping on someone else's discomfort in pregnancy. And that person's going, oh, my feet are so swollen, my belly, <laughs> my back are so bad. Yeah. Um, that person is still going to benefit because what happens when we tap and stimulate those meridians, cortisol actually goes down. We mm. calm the nervous system engage the parasympathetic nervous system, that relaxation response. And when the body's relaxed, the body heals itself. And so it's a, it's an amazing thing. So I encourage everyone to tap along and um, we're all in our own places. So you can say whatever you want to say, but generally people will just repeat after me. The other um, recent research study came out was that after an hour of group tapping, cortisol was reduced by 42%. So that's huge. In just one hour. Yeah. And I can attest to it. I mean, I don't know if I've told my full tapping story, probably not to my podcast audience, but yeah, I can attest to it. Like after deep anger and grief, so many layers of things like 
I thought I was going to be tapping on grief. And guess what? We tapped on anger and that released like layers and layers of stuff. I had no idea. You know, it's like peeling an onion. That's what I thought of as because we'd get this layered and it's like, oh, there's another layer. Like, and it was so Mm -hmm. fascinating to me. And I also have to say that we, I found that there were benefits of other things that were happening in my life that we weren't even tapping on. So that's what I thought of when you said that, because other things changed because I was tapping and they, I wasn't tapping on those things. Right. It's because overall you're raising your vibration. Yes. It was super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So I definitely know tapping is going to be a part of my life again. (laughs) For a while I've been like all in the human design hole, but (laughs) when you, when I found you again, like, Oh yeah, tapping. Ooh, we got to get back into talking about tapping. I love it. So thank you so much. And I see that you had your website. So karenaquinas.com is also where they could visit your website. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You won't find the free groups there. So if you want to get into the free groups, you can look for those on Eventbrite or with the link that you give. Yes. I'm going to put the link for the free group in the podcast notes so that we can see that. So thank you so much for coming today, Karen. This was super fun. Thanks for inviting me, Rebecca. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.